Guess who's back? Daily Harvest is back. Get that. Oh, Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest in your fridge. Let me tell you the things I love about Daily Harvest. Yeah, sister, I, sister, um, we don't have sponsors. But did you not listen to last week's episode? No, we don't. We don't have sponsors. <laughs> we we had a um, an Apple review. <laughs> so... That means we have instant sponsors. I mean, if you're just here to talk about Daily Harvest, let's do it. But like, they're not giving us any money. <laughs> but when you get reviews, then you get sponsorships. So I'm just getting ready. I want to oh, have the okay. copy. I want to have the copy already done. So Daily Harvest, I don't remember <laughs> anything about it because I haven't had it in years. I used to pay for it. Daily Harvest, our favorite. All I know is those commercials, the fruit smoothies look like it's about to like explode over the top of the cup. Like, yeah, why is there so much fruit in there? No, no, it's not like that when you get the actual cup. But we love it. Daily Harvest keeps me healthy. Where's my money? <laughs> I want the money. In a world where podcasting is the only thing that matters, two sisters who have very little reselling experience decide to make a podcast about reselling. Who will step forward with reselling tips and interviews with some of the greatest resellers the world has ever seen? We are the Thrifter Sisters. Thrifter Sisters! Woo. All right, welcome, listener. We are here back on the pod, and we have, well, first of all, hey, I'm Lindsay. I'm Lacey. And we are here today with Sonia. She is Grateful Posher on Instagram. Is that your closet name as well, your Poshmark closet? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All right. She's all around Grateful Posher. And um, we are here after I really fucked up uh, our schedule for yesterday. We were supposed to record yesterday. So thank you so much for accommodating a different day to record with us. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, you were you um, just because I'd met you. So. Um, I met Sonia on, that's not what Ashley calls them, but I call them the mastermind phone calls. Um, <laughs> we, Ashley Recloth Collection does quarterly um, reseller phone calls if you buy like her ebook. And so um, Sonia, oh, can you not hear us? Okay, cool. Okay. Okay. So s- sorry. Sorry, listener. We, uh, we keep having... Um, technical difficulties. It's we've been doing this for eight months now. Still, there's always some new little glitch I got to deal with. Okay. So Sonia and I met on a mastermind phone call with Ashley. She does these quarterly calls and um, I don't know. I just really liked her. (laughs) I liked her energy. I liked um, also, I kind of felt like her, like the calls are for us to learn from Ashley. And it turned into like a call where Sonia and I were kind of leading it because we were talking about (laughs) Because they, um, it, we got into talking about consignment or I probably brought it up because I'm a loud mouth and then, and Sonia does a lot of consignment too. And then it turned into them asking us about so much of a question. Like, no, no, no. I'm here to learn from Ashley. Damn it. I started this. I shouldn't have done it. Oh it's always great when you're in such a like tight group too, that you can ask those questions and you learn so much from other people too. I mean, I learned a lot on that call. And I'm so excited for the next call too. Have you scheduled your next one yet? I have. What are, what are you? I'm going to try to get in. When is yours? I think, <laughs> I think, I'll have to tell you. I think it's like eight, it's beginning of April. 
Okay. All right. I'll text the first one, but I'll let you know for sure. I'll check the calendar and let you know. All right. I'll text you when we're done. Let me see. Write that note. Mastermind schedule. (laughs) I thought that's what they were actually called because that's what you've been calling them this whole time. I didn't know that's not what she called them. (laughs) No, no. What she calls them. What does she call them? I don't know. Like just quarterly calls. Yeah. Reseller quarterly, something like that. And I said that to her, like on the very, very first call, she, we like, um, the first time she ever did the round of these, I was like, Ooh, I told my husband I had to get to a mastermind phone call. And she was like, Oh, I'm going to start calling him that. I got to remind her. She needs to call him the mastermind phone call. It sounds so <laughs> Listen, much more professional. Ashley, you need to brand yourself. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, oh, she, she's branded. She yeah, doesn't yeah, need yeah. to brand anything. <laughs> she's she's well branded. Fine. She's doing just all right. She's okay. life already. So she's good. <laughs> so, um, I want to hear about your farm life. Cause, um, I found out about this yesterday, just texting with Sonia when we were just trying to reschedule. Let's, let's hear about what's going on over there. Gosh. So we live in the middle of Las Vegas, like literally a block away from Las Vegas Boulevard. And somehow we were just fortunate enough to grab a piece of land that already had like everything for the horses established. So now we have five horses on property, literally like five minutes away from Las Vegas, but from like the strip. Um, so yeah, they're they're fun, but they are a lot of work. I mean, I'm talking like 7 a.m. Like, and I am not a morning person by any means. So like, waking up, going and clean poop. Yeah, <laughs> like there's no, you can't skip a date. Like there's just no, there's no time off. So no, everyone's Did- like, babe, please let me have a pass. <laughs> <Let me> go. <laughs> no, go get the shovel. You're mucking stalls. Yeah. This is farm exactly. life. Exactly. So, how many acres do you have? We have 1.2, which is like a lot for Vegas. And like, I'm originally from Oregon. So what we, we fell in love with this property because there's trees all the way around. So it literally, you pull into like our property and it just doesn't feel like you're in Vegas at all. It's all shaded. So like, you know, when it's hotter than Satan outside, (laughs) it's (laughs) nice to have shade all over your backyard. So do do those trees make you feel like you're isolated? Like you're like, can you see your neighbors? I mean, you can still see your neighbors, but we have amazing neighbors. So like our neighbor next door also has horses and goats. And so like, mm-hmm. I'll go and get like the baby goats and snuggle them for a couple of days. And, you know, mm-hmm. here you go. <laughs> back. so, and then the other neighbors, it's like a 55 and older community. It's a high rise. So they'll come on our fence and just be like, I love your horses. Do you have oh any, gosh. can we have some <laughs> eggs? And I'm like, yeah, there you go. <laughs> no way, man. I'm making an omelet. Give me those eggs back. <laughs> no, but we get so many. So right now we have 14 chickens. We started with like 20, if not like more during the pandemic. And then we uh-huh. just kind of gave them away because nobody could find eggs. So they were like, can we have some chickens? And we're like, yeah, here you go. So, and I think we're picking up another 10 here soon. So we get a lot of eggs. Like, okay. You're getting a plant. You're ha- you have, plant. yeah. I'm like having to cook the eggs for the chickens, like to, <laughs> to feed them. <laughs> here, have your babies. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't say that. For them. Cause it's like high protein and they just produce more eggs when they eat eggs. So. How so, many eggs does a chicken produce by itself? Like one a day? Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, summertime, yeah. like right now, they'll, we'll get about one chicken. We'll do like one every day or every other day or so. So we'll start getting a lot here shortly. The, the crazy thing is they're all free range. So they come out in the morning and they're gone for the day and then they come back and put themselves <laughs> So like at the time you're like, it's literally like an Easter egg hunt on our property every day, like trying to find these eggs. (laughs) And then you'll find like a pile of them that you can't eat because who 
who knows how long they've been sitting there. So, oh my gosh, oh yeah. my gosh. So you, so do they go into a coop at night? Yeah, they have a coop because we do get like some coyotes around here, which oh, yeah. is crazy. Because again, we're in the middle of the city. There's, you can see the strip from my property. Yeah. Um, but they just love it here because there's, it's a lot of like horse properties in this area. I mean, Lacey lived in West Hollywood and a coyote got her cat. Like, yeah, I mean, we were like a block South from Sunset Boulevard and there was like coyotes on our street all the time. That's crazy. It's yeah, it's a a hit or miss. When we first moved in here, our neighbor was like, yeah, I think our goats had a baby goat, but then the baby goat just disappeared. And we're like, oh no, I don't like that. That one coyote and we're like, yeah, okay. There's where there's one, there's definitely more. So yeah. Yeah. Our chickens get put up and you know. Did you grow up on a farm with animals? No, no. No. My dad did back in Europe and I would go and like play on the farm, but no, not at all. So this has all been just like a learning curve, learning how to do. My fiance, my fiance did. So he's always been around horses and he's always wanted land. So you know, when this property came about, we used to drive this area all the time because we lived only a mile away. So we would drive through this area and be like, oh my God, that would be your dream home right there. And and that one, that one's perfect. And then like this house came up for sale and we were fortunate enough, like the owner picked us, I guess. So we're here. Yeah. And so we love it and it's fun and it keeps us busy, especially during the pandemic when like you couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. We had a backyard, you know, I put out like a little blowout pool, you know, and I was like, <laughs> down the sun, then you get the horses. And so it was really nice having things to do without having to leave your property. Yeah. And Lacey absolutely. and I both did the, the, like the blow up pools for our kids. Yeah. During the yep. And I was, I like, there wasn't a day that went by that I was not so grateful that we had backyards and, you know, big enough houses where you didn't feel like you were suffocating. Like I just felt so bad for everybody living in such tiny quarters. That must've been anybody that lived alone in an apartment that had no outdoor space. I just, my heart went out to them so deep. No balconies, nothing. You're by the window, just smelling fresh. What about people that lived like, you know, everybody, there's always people living with roommates they can't stand, but for whatever reason they end up, think about those people. Yeah. Yeah. We're fortunate to have our own offices too, because we don't have any kids. So I'm always like, shut the door. <laughs> Let me in here. Let me know what you need for me, please. <laughs> like, well, but yeah, it was definitely a blessing because we, we closed on the house literally two months before um, everything shut down here. So we're like, all right, well, I guess this is our life. Like, Yeah. Homesteading. Yeah. Literally. And this house was a homestead when like it was first built uh-huh. have paperwork that was passed on from generations and it just shows nothing around. And it's just this tiny little house. So there's a lot of cool history here too. So now we're just making it our own. Cool. Yeah. I, mean, I just never would have thought of a farm in Vegas. I know. No. I know. <laughs> there's a lot of um, horse properties outside of Vegas, but to be like literally in the center of Las Vegas. Like it's, it's everyone that comes over. They're like, that's crazy. <laughs> like it's so random that, you know, you're like yeah. right here. And I'm like, yeah, it's really cool. That's yeah. It's really crazy. special. So people come and feed the horses and feed the chickens and have a day on the farm with their kids, you know? So it's always fun. Well, tell us about your reselling origins story. Oh my gosh. So my friend, gosh, when did I start reselling? Like 2000 and like 13, maybe I started. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like something random. 
And it never like really took off. You know, I was in Florida. I bought a pallet like at a thrift store. It was like a hundred dollars. And I was like, oh, this is fun, you know? And then we ended up having to move here back to Vegas. And so I just never really did anything with it again. It just kind of grew to where it's at now. Where, When you bought that pallet, um, where did you, where were you selling? Were you, was Poshmark the thing then? I can't remember. Yeah. 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 It was okay. Poshmark. Yeah. I'm okay. primarily Poshmark. So okay. I'm like too crazy to <laughs> advance and try anything else right now. Um, yeah. So my friend was doing really well. So we, my fiance was like, Hey, there's a pallet at a thrift store for a hundred dollars. You want to try it? And I was like, sure, whatever, you know? So it was like, and it wasn't anything special. It was just clothes that they literally packed up and they were like, here, a lot of damages, whatnot. So that's how I kind of got started and I did okay. And then we had to move back to Vegas. So I sold my whole inventory to my friend. She bought everything. And then I didn't really think anything about Poshmark. I would like list here and there, like what I had, you know, but I never went like completely in. Um, I was in the makeup industry. So I've been a makeup artist for 12 plus years and, you know, pandemic shut everything down. It changed the whole beauty industry. And I was like, well, I might as well just, you know, try selling again while we're here. Like I have nothing else to do. I had some stuff that like, you know, I needed to purge anyways. And it just happened to be like one of my best months. Like I bought a course, like I was like really excited. And then out of nowhere, I was like, you know what? I feel like I need a job again. And so I had a job for six months and I realized that like, this is just not for me. And <laughs> I was like, I'm not for anybody else anymore. Cause I've owned businesses. My fiance owns businesses. And so I think it was last August. I was like, you know what? I'm done. Like I'm going to work for myself and I'm going to figure this out. I wasn't making anything crazy, like in sales on Poshmark. And, mm-hmm. but I was just like, this is my path. Like I just had a gut feeling and I quit my job and really started focusing full time November and I'm on track to have my biggest month this month. So I can't complain. Yeah. That's hey. awesome. <laughs> yeah. So here we are and I love it and it's something that I enjoy and you know, my fiance's full support of not having to work for anybody else and, you know, just pursuing my dreams. Like this is what I love. It's social media, it's shopping, it's, you know. A little bit yeah. of everything. So, yeah. Well, um, Lacey, did you have any questions before I? Oh, no. That just made me think I saw a, a post on Instagram the other day that was like <laughs> this pie chart. is like a, someone said a pie chart of my thrifting experience and reselling. And it was like thrifting, 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 like all the way around. There's like one tiny little triangle that says listing. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> I My pie chart is, you know what my pie chart is right now? piling up inventory, piling up inventory (laughs) that needs to be listed and then podcasts. Well, that doesn't make me any money. And then going to pick up consignment pieces. Yeah. None of this in the charts making me any, I got to do, I got to do the listing part. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I had to start finally doing like a daily to-do list just to, you know, get through everything because, and I mean, like I literally have a schedule now where I'm like, okay, horses, 7.30, 7.30, you know, work out 8.30, like help with my fiance and his business, like from this time. And then like, I can do Poshmark from this time. Yeah. So it just, but I totally get it. I, I think the best part about, you know, reselling is the shopping part. So <laughs> like people love walking through Target. I personally love walking through thrift stores. So. I mean, I don't know. Cause I've never been to one, but 
I would assume thrifting in Vegas has got to be pretty good. You know, it's, you would think so. Um, it's a hit or miss. It really is because when you live in Vegas, you're like in a bubble, right? So there's only so many places you can go. Like I can't drive two hours away to check out something new, you know? So you kind of get what you get. And some days are really good. You can walk into the bin store and find a pair of Jimmy Choo's just sitting on top because somebody changed their mind on it for 86 cents. And then some days you're like, what is happening right now? So (laughs) it just, it really depends. Like I'll see people that are visiting Vegas and they go thrifting and they find some amazing deals. And I'm like, where did you get that from? You know, that's not fair. I live here. Um, And then there's days where, you know, you just kill it and you find all the amazing brands and everything that you've ever wanted. And so it just really, really depends, you know? And you would think like going to different areas, you know, as far as like Summerlin is like our nicer area, you would find more, you know, more high end items and it's just never the case. So how many thrift stores? Cause I have, I mean, the only Vegas experience I have is just being on the strip. So turn off airplane mode. (laughs) (laughs) And I turned it off. (laughs) So I know that robot is bossy. Um, uh, okay. I, so my experience in Vegas has only been at the strip as most people's are. Mm-hmm. So like, what, what is the thrifting? Like, what do you have available there? Like how many, so you have a bins we have. Yeah. We have a clearance center, which is like literally walking distance to my house, which is oh my God, that's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go really quickly. Um, I have, we have plenty of obviously goodwills. I love, um, nonprofit thrift stores. So we have a few of those. Um, that are like all over the city. Um, and then we have, um, Boulder city, which is about 45 minutes away. And it's like, they do a lot of like antique stuff. Like that's where people go antiquing. Um, so you can sometimes find some really good, like vintage stuff pieces out there. So there's plenty of stores. It's just a hit or miss on what you're getting sometimes junk. And then sometimes, you know, it's like, whoa, what's happening? Like I've never found a pair of Rothy's yet. Like I'm on a hunt for Rothy's can't find them anywhere. (laughs) And everyone's like, Awesome. <laughs> like okay. I know, I know. It blows my mind when I see people pulling those from thrift stores. Yeah. yeah. But then again, I found Jimmy Choo's at the bin store, so that's my success story. Oh, know? that was a yeah. real story. That really happened. <laughs> yeah, that really happened. So that super um, happened. That's amazing. <laughs> well, tell us about this. Was um so ever since I met you, I've had it in the back of my mind that I wanted to interview you. But then you've been um, posting recently about your sharing strategy on Poshmark. Mm-hmm which is opposite of what everyone says to do. So I want to dig into that. I want to hear what made you continue doing it that way, um, what you're noticing doing it that way. So tell everybody what you do. Um, I basically do what other people say don't do, which I don't know. I'm always like the devil's advocate. I'm like, I'll do it anyways. Um, (laughs) But I love, I think something to keep in mind, Poshmark was created to be um, like a social platform for resellers, in my opinion. And so if they give you the option to share other people and engage with other people, like, why wouldn't you do that? I look at it as an algorithm, kind of like Facebook, like the more you engage, the more, you know, foot traffic you're getting to your posts and whatnot. So that's kind of where it started as far as the mentality. Um, But one day my closet was just like, it was just not happening. Like, nothing was coming through. I don't know what was going on. 
And I just wanted to, I tried like a sharing app or whatever. And I'm like, let me try this, you know, on a, on a party and just see what happens. And it was just like a quick share. Um, and when I shared in the party, I was noticing that for basically every item that I shared, that person would come back and share four of my items. And so to me, that's a success story because I'm not constantly sharing to the same audience, but it's expanding my reach by having somebody else share my items. And so I think it just, it goes back to, you know, supporting each other and our successes. But the more that I did it, the more results I saw. So like when you asked me to be on this podcast, I was like, let me just test this again. Mm -hmm. And so I stopped sharing. I wasn't sharing Sunday. I think I didn't share on Saturday, like during parties and like nothing was happening. Like I get, you know, a few likes here and there, whatever it's, the normal buzz and, and my closet is constantly sharing. But then Monday I was like, let me, let me do my morning shares. I like the 9am and the noon parties the best. Um, so I shared those closets, had a $200 day. And then yesterday, nothing. I didn't share anything because we were working on the garden all day. Nothing. I think I had one sale. So I, to me, if it works, like, you know, and it doesn't take any extra work because I use, um, the posture VA, I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. I just started yeah. using that. It doesn't take any extra time or effort. I just click start and I do at least 500 party shares all day long. My items will get shared. Okay. So you are using posture VA. So yeah. you're using that. So your closet's constantly getting shared and that's, yeah. it seems like the vast majority of us, that's what we're all doing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then in addition to that, you're setting your posture VA to share to parties. Yeah. So I, I, um, will not share my items to parties, but share party items, other people's party items. Okay. I got you. My, yeah. To my followers. So that way I'm, you know, doing community shares, but it's people that are currently in that moment, very active. So, and that's something I do manually. I just go and click start, you know, um, and it'll share from the party to my followers. So that way you're getting the return to your closet is that that person is coming to your closet and sharing your items multiple times. So is that a, cause I don't, I don't do that. So is that a posture VA setting? Like, are you able to go yeah. into posture VA and they can, and it will go in into the party and then share items from the party to your followers? Yes. You just have to do it manually. So around yeah. nine, nine thirty, let's say, you know, right now I would go in and make sure my personal closet isn't being shared. And you just change the setting to, um, I think from this page and then I change the, so it's not the reverse order and then you click start and it'll just share whatever's on that page. So it'll just share the party items that are being shared. And how long have you been employing this strategy? In the last few months, like that really like hardcore. And especially since I got posture VA like a month ago, that's just what I do now. Like my morning shares, my noon shares and my evening shares, like when I'm watching TV, I just click start. Mm-hmm. And then I'm noticing my items are being shared all day long. So it really does help. And I had a friend test it too. She's like, that's so strange. She's like, I've never heard of that strategy. And so she would do it. And she's like, I cannot believe how many times my items are being shared. So it just opens up a whole different, you know, area of, um, of followers and stuff. So, and then I, the same thing, I also follow people. I know a lot of people say don't follow new closets why not? Like, why are, you know, I don't follow a million people, but I go mm-hmm. and follow maybe a hundred people 
a day, 200 people. And again, I use my posture VA yeah. and just follow new closets because those are new people that are, they don't even know what to do. Like, why wouldn't you want their attention right away when they first get to Poshmark, you know? So yeah, that's yeah, I had find it's interesting because Lindsay and I had had this conversation a while ago where I felt like I was seeing a difference when I was sharing <laughs> other mm-hmm. people's items. And I was like, I had the same thing. My closet had been dead. It had very little action, like hardly mm-hmm. any shares, hardly any likes. And so I was like, well, maybe I need to mess around with the algorithm. Maybe like I am screwing myself by not doing this. And so I started sharing like manually because it was before I had Posture VA as well. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was noticing a difference, you know, but then all this research, all these people coming out going, don't do it, don't do it. I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll stop. Maybe I'm wasting my time, you know? Yeah. So now I like want to throw this microphone down and go upstairs and change my posture yeah. setting. <laughs> well, posture VA. Yeah. It just, it makes it, it makes it so much easier. I mean, I the other, back. yeah, the other, um, sharing, um, tool that I had was you had to manually click it, but it just made the screen like maroon. So you could click it really quickly. Um, but posture via just makes it, you know, you just, yeah, from this page and then yep. click start and it just starts sharing. And you just want to make sure obviously it's not overlapping with your personal closet shares, but yeah, I think it makes a big difference. And especially with like this whole algorithm, like nonsense that happened this month, everyone was like, I don't have any sales. And I'm like, I'm having my best month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so that makes I don't And you're like killing it right now. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I mean, it just, it's a testament to show like you have to do all the things, you know, if you're not experiencing just by sharing your personal closet, like why not try something different, you know? again, like social media, like you should be promoting social media, like nobody's business. I get, you know, I mean, it's not to say it's a lot, but on average 20 to a hundred, you know, website clicks just for my social media to my closet. So, I mean, that's good. That's, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm happy. I can't complain. Like it just brings me people, you know, and I tell people post on your Facebook, like to my friends, like I get constantly people that are like, Oh my God, I have to have this. And they go and directly buy it. So when it's slow, my friends that, you know, my, you know, my digital friends, <laughs> my, they go and they shop my closet, you know? So you got to do what you got to do, especially when you're full time. Yeah, absolutely. And you're, um, you, ha- you make good, uh, content, like your reels on your Instagram page are good. So yeah, that, that makes sense that that would drive people to, you know, go into your bio, click your link, which takes you to your closet. Yeah. And honestly, I always, I would say, my biggest thing is like buying a domain. So you're not sharing, you know, poshmark.com slash whatever your closet name is. Um, and just, it's like what, $12 for the year. And mm-hmm. you know, I have gratefulposture.com and it just looks more professional and it just, it's forwards them directly to my Poshmark closet. So when they click, they're already there. And, you know, if I'm talking about a certain item or if I'm wearing a certain item in my, in my reels or photos, I make sure that item's on the top of the list too. Like on top oh, that's, that's smart. Yeah. And you're, um, yeah, you're like, I, I make, a, I have three different Instagram accounts. So, which isn't great, <laughs> which is not great because it's, you know, I have two different, have two different podcast accounts and I have like this other account I do work here in town with. And so I'm not consistent. Like you need to be consistent mm-hmm. in making reels to really promote your page, promote yourself, your brands, like whatever. And you know, when you're spread as thin as I am with Instagram, it just doesn't happen. But I show up on Instagram like, like, Hey guys, <laughs> but Sonia always looks great. Like she's like, like 
hair and makeup. Oh my gosh, she's a makeup artist. Okay, but clothes. like in my defense, I'm like super OCD. So my background is social media management too, which is what I quit to do, you know, Poshmark full time. So like I am still in that mindset, you know, when 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 Instagram was very much so like aesthetics and it has to look and, you know, flow correctly. Like if my face is next to another face photo, I am like freaking out all day internally. And my (laughs) nobody noticed that. And I'm like, I do like, (laughs) I'm that type of person. So I think one of my biggest goals this year is to like, learn to just let go and just do whatever, you know, just provide value. It doesn't have to be perfect, you know? So yeah, that's my big. That's my I this month. I um I just don't like I I have it in my head. I would always love my reels to like be better and have better lighting and the, the, the. But I, my reels honestly like I make them on the fly. I hear a sound, I'm like, oh, I can use this, and then I just, like I make it right then, and very little time or thought goes into them because it's just what I have available. But you yeah. can tell like you do put time into your reels, and they look great. Oh, thank you. I try. I try. I try to save sounds, and then you know if I have time to, cause they take a long time. Like mm-hmm. girls are like, I mean, unless you're doing like a quick one, like in the car or something, like some of them, take- which is what I always do. Like mine are fat. I always, mine are like five minutes or less. Yeah. I like those ones too, but the ones where, you know, you got to like cut back, like the, there's that one that's like the, with the backstreet boys, um, that everyone's doing <laughs> right now that is on my, like, I'm going to do it. And I'm like, it's going to take me like an hour and a half to figure out like the whole, you know, going this way, that way. <laughs> Yeah. My light, my ring light broke last night, which is like, no, it's a disaster. So I'm like waiting for all my lights to come in. Um, (laughs) They take a long time. So I try to find like a couple of sounds and then, you know, I just change. So I have a different outfit on because again, OCDness, like I would see myself in the same outfit and lose my mind. So, (laughs) um, so that's how, like I try to bulk, you know, but I would love to do just put out reels constantly, you know, I know Cause you do too. you see like when you do put out reels on a consistent basis, like in all my accounts, I, you see it, you see the results. Like that's what's bringing people into your page. Yeah. Well, and now you can monetize your reels too through Instagram. So it's yeah. like, why not, you know, put yeah. out as much as you can, if they're going to pay you for it. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. I was, I did that with TikTok, like during the pandemic, I was like, not a lot, but I was making like a hundred dollars a month hey. off of my uh, just getting paid by TikTok. Making for I never did that. <laughs> yeah, a hundred is a hundred dollars. Like, oh yeah, right. I have a tank of gas now. So, yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, what is what are gas prices? What's our <sighs> tank of regular in Vegas oh, right now? I think we just saw one for like five fifty. Okay, which is not bad. Yeah, right. it's not bad, and it, it's nice because everything in like in Vegas, you could always say everything's twenty minutes away, so it's not that bad. But it's funny because I saw somebody else's TikTok, and they were like, "Does it seem like gas is you go through gas a lot faster now?" And I was like, "You know, it kind of does. Like, like yeah. we go through gas a lot, and we don't. We're both at home, like we don't go anywhere, you know." So. Again. I had to go make a, some deliveries today and then do a consignment pickup. And I'm like, this is way more. And one of them was like, I had to go like 20 minutes outside of town. I'm like, dang it. This yeah. is way more driving than I normally do. I don't want to be doing I this know. right now. Yeah. No, I no, Jeff and I are going to be driving to Dulles tomorrow. It's like, what, three hours from here? I'm like, yeah. oh, God. It's not too enough. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for to Dulles? To du- what time of day are y'all leaving? Our flight's at like almost nine o'clock at night. So what time are you leaving here? Uh, I don't, I can't, I have no idea at this yep. point. 
I think you'll be fine. I think it'll be two and a half hours because I think y'all probably leave at traffic time. And by the time you yeah. get there, traffic will be dwindling. Oh, not looking forward to that. It mostly right, well, just spending the money on the gas. <laughs> tell tell us about your, um, so you have, you know, you, you, for your sourcing, you do thrifting there, but um, you also do consignment. So tell us about your consignment business. I do. So I, and knock on wood, I am finally caught up on a lot of <laughs> my consigning listings. So that's really good right now. Um, yeah, I just, I started with one client and I just kind of spread because people found out that I was doing consignment. Mm-hmm. And um, so now I have to schedule out my consignment clients. I tell them, you know, so I don't have too much stuff, too much on my money pile. And it, I don't get stressed out because I don't limit it to space. You can see it's already kind of crazy back here. Um, I always tell them, um, you know, I'm available in March or April and I schedule my consignment clients out. Um, and yeah, I just, I've officially just, I only take on designer items now. So that's what I let them know. Um, they give me everything that they want to purge and I bring it back to my house and I go through and I just, you know, open communication. This is, I'm not going to list this. I'm not going to do this. What do you want me to do with it? And yeah, that's just kind of how it goes. And, you know, everyone's really open-minded. I, I personally split, split profits 50, 50. Uh, I just saw Ashley, the way that she mm-hmm. split her profits. I don't know if you saw her stories. And I, I did. Girl, you were generous. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> just do a, a 50, 50 and call it good. So but she also had like a lower percentage on lower price mm-hmm. items, yeah. which I have one client that I, I don't have her anymore as a client, but I still have a ton of her inventory. And a lot of her is that lower, would have been in that lower tier. I'm like, damn yeah. it. I wish I'd set it up like that because yeah. I'm like making no money off of all that, but I've got it. It's all listed now at least. Yeah. So the work part is done. And that's why I started really like voicing like designer items only, because when you say designer, like you're still going to get, you know the Michael Kors, you know, yeah, <laughs> like little, yeah. which are great depending on the style. Um, but I always, I do like a first, um, go through and I tell them, okay, this first half is like, it's going like, I not even gonna waste my time on it. The second, like I tell them, I'm like, okay, when I'm listing, I still check comps. And if it's not showing up on comps, I don't care what the brand is and I can't find comps on it. I'm not going to waste my time on it because yeah. I get paid, you know, based on what we sell. So yeah. I just, and they're very open-minded with that. Like I just dropped off like three bags for my last consignment. I said, I just want to make sure you're okay with me dropping the stuff off. Cause there's some good stuff in here, but I just like, there's a theory dress that I'm like, but it's just the plain black dress. Like <laughs> it's hard yeah. to photograph. It doesn't fit me. So I can't model it and make it look cute. Um, you know, and it just, it, it is what it is. So I always get permission to make sure it's okay to donate. Yeah. Um, or if they want me to drop it off, I always give that option too. So yeah. yeah, it it's great because you, you know, when you consign, you you're paying zero dollars mm-hmm. for the inventory, but then your time becomes the big asset. Like yeah. you've got to really protect that because it takes. Like the people who don't do this have no idea how long it takes. Like I know, you know, obviously we don't take one item from pick like all the way like oh I'm gonna list this and then I photograph it and then I like we don't do it all the way like we batch the work right like we do a bunch of photographs and then we edit and then da, da, da. but they don't understand like once you add up the time for one item from when the moment you've laid hands on it the first until you've inventoried it away like all the tiny stuff it's a lot of time per item and then you get it and you're like, oh, I made $12 off of that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, people are like, well, why can't, you know, well, why haven't you listed it yet? Or what? And I'm like, it takes 20 to 45 minutes per item if you actually like consider it. 
I model anything that I can. So that's like, that alone is, you know, let's say 10 minutes of modeling plus 10 minutes on a hanger plus, you know, making sure there's no holes and this and then inventory and accounting and all these, like, there's so many different parts yeah. to just reselling in general that I don't think people understand when they're like, well, why can't you just list like my fiance? He'll be like, well, just list 50 items today. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, great. So how many do you list in a typical day? Just curious. It just depends. Honestly, like it depends on my mood. I think when I'm like really killing it, um, I can do about 20 items. And that to me is like, I'm good because I don't (laughs) want to do like too many. And I'd rather have more items like throughout the week to list versus one big day. But then like, you know, the last couple of days I haven't listed. So I'm constantly relisting. Um, cause we've been working on this darn rose garden outside. Um, and then like yesterday I was like, okay, I'm going to list these like five shoes. Like they're going to, they're my quickest to photograph. Like it's easy to edit and list and my ring light broke. So you know, <laughs> like, I'm like, all right, well it is what it is. That's life. And you know, it happens, but I like to list like the ideal. I think if I listed every day it would be like five items. Cause I think consistency over time is much better than like once a month listing 20, 30 items. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. And also like what you were talking about earlier with the blocked out schedule at the beginning of the year, Lacey and I did, um, a episode on like our goals for the year and how we're like our plans that we had to achieve all those. And that was mine. I was like, and it was working so well. It was like, you know, I had my schedule after I got the kids dropped off and then I had my dog walk part of the day and then my workout and then shower. And then, okay, from this time before I go get the kids and this time, and I even had it blocked out to like, I would spend an hour and a half, um, doing like whatever I needed to do on my computer, like spreadsheets, relisting, delisting, you know, all that stuff. Um, updating consignment, um, money things. Mm-hmm. And then I would go downstairs and start photographing and then it, it worked so well. And I was really into a stride. And then, you know, as always, life happens. Yeah. My daughter got COVID. And then shortly after, like, you know, a few weeks later, we all went to Hawaii and that screwed everything up. And then, and then I've been working on this big project here in our community and I've been super busy with that. I'm almost done with it. Almost done with it. I'm like, so it's hard. It's, I mean, it's, I think it's hard as a, well, I think it's just a business owner. Sometimes like I, you have amazing days where you're like, I'm ready to go. Like I got this, I'm going to do this. Like, and it things just fall into place and everything just works. And then you have days where you have to force yourself to do stuff just to get mm-hmm. stuff done. You know, I have days where I'm like, I don't want to list and do accounting. Accounting is like my least favorite. Like I'm already three months behind just cause I just can't stand it. <laughs> like, um, but you know, you just kind of have to, you just have to do it. And I think my big goal this year is to get to, you know, 600 active listings. And it's like, every time I add 20, you know, like 10 sell and you're like, yeah. ah, but then yeah. you're like, hey, that's good. You know, so <laughs> I know break, you know, I'm trying to break 300 right now. Cause it, every time I hit 300, I've noticed sales pick up, you know? So it's like, if I could just get to 600, like people have options, you know, and, and that an end is like a positive thing for your closet, but I totally get it. It's just, sometimes it's just so hard to motivate ourselves. And it's like, I would much rather be shopping than listing. So yeah, <laughs> I, I want to get up to 700 listings this year and I am not on track. I got to get my butt <laughs> and it, look, I, y'all can't see, but I can pull back this curtain and there's a good 
200 pieces of inventory just sitting yeah. right outside these curtains. I got to get working. I know. I've been too. Bye. I got to go. <laughs> yeah. I've been shopping those last few days, you know, and we just, my, my fiance is really great and su- supportive as far as like this whole experience goes. So lately he's been like, let's hit up garage sales. Like, let's see what we can do, you know? And like, yeah. so every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, now we're like 7am feed the horses. Let's go garage sailing. And it's been amazing. I don't know if you guys have ever like source from garage sales, but I definitely I haven't seen it. an actual garage sale since I was like, I know I think a kid garage <laughs> sales aren't a big thing here in Charlottesville. And when really? they, and when they do happen, they're not in the parts of town where you're going to find stuff. Yeah. That's that's stuff. Do you guys go, um, do you do estate sales? Um, I've done some online estate, estate sales. I got a bunch of stuff from a house here in town. It was a couple that they were retiring and downsizing and I got, I got like some vintage furs and, mm-hmm. and a whole bunch of vintage clothes. Like I did really well with that lot that I yeah. pulled from. So I have done it. My mom's friend is a really big posh marker too. And she does primarily estate sales and her and her husband go, um, and like literally plan out estate sale visits mm-hmm. and like, they just find designer upon designer upon de- like Louis Vuitton, like you wouldn't believe, like, and that's just what she sells. And I'm like, that's be nice. That's, where <laughs> yeah, is she? Incredible. Is she uh, there? St. Louis. Oh, okay. Missouri? I think, yeah, I think that's where she's at, but I'm just like, must be nice. Cause there's none like that here. You know, we just went to an estate sale and bought a bunch of plants and a lot of <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what we got. So but yeah, I think again, like you just kind of have to, there's just so many different options like to source, but it's just so much more fun shopping than doing the actual work after the shopping part. <laughs> Are you having any luck? So like we we're um, talking about how we both uh, have Ashley's ebook. Mm-hmm. Are you having any luck um, with online sourcing from her strategies that she shares? Yeah. So I just had a really big flip. Um, I saw her repost your thing. Yeah. My yeah. Most, oh, which one? The dress one, right? I think she... Oh, gosh. I don't remember. It was a few days ago. Yeah. So there's been two things that I've messaged her and I'm like super excited about. I tried the real, real. I think that was like our point of conversation at the last call was like how she uses real, real to find like, um, some stuff to flip. So I was like, let me just try it. I knew that Jimmy two, you know, shoes were doing well. (laughs) The one time I sold it was, (laughs) so I bought a pair of shoes for, I think like came up to like $75 and it flipped to, um, three 15 in three days. And I was like, this is so much more fun. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I used her private Instagram that we have access to. And I, mm-hmm. every once in a while I go through and I just look up brands on, um, on Poshmark just to see if I can find anything that she recommends. And, um, I found, I can't remember the name of the dress. I think Naya something random. Oh yeah. I know you're talking about, I, I can't think of it, but I know you're talking about. Yeah. yeah I think it's Naya May. I think it's yeah, something like that. Um, and it's just like the most basic summer dress that sells for mm-hmm. like $150. I was like, there's no way. And so I found the one girl that had an available listing. And I think, you know, she had it listed for a decent amount. And I was like, I'm just going to shoot my shot. And I offered $25 and she accepted. And I was like, okay, well, that's fun. Like, so it just came recently. So yeah. So, I mean, it works like, especially like the brands that she provides, you know, it's always good to look up and just see, mm-hmm. you know, what's going on, familiarize yourself. but. I love the real, real too. Like I, that's been like, I'm trying to find like good shoes. Like I just got another pair of Jimmy Choo shoes from Poshmark for $30, like brand new in a box, you know, that's unbelievable. And again, it's like one of those things 
I hate, this is such a controversial topic. And I think we should kind of mention it in this aspect that, you know, a, a lot of people are like, I hate low ballers, you know? And I'm like, I don't personally, when I get a low ball, I'm like, I either accept it depending on what works for me or I don't like, it's not a, I don't stress over it. Yeah. I don't either. I think for me as, you know, a reseller, you want to try to get the best deal, right? So like, if you can try to get that deal, like why not try it? You know, if I feel bad if it offends somebody, but like some people are just trying to purge their closet and they might need whatever they can get for it, you know? And I, so I think in that aspect, like, you know, sometimes you just have to try it and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't like, so that's why you can tell a lot of times too, you can tell by looking at people's closets, if they are full or part-time resellers, Mm -hmm. or if they're just somebody who's trying to, you know, they're like, Oh, I'm going to try to make a little bit of money instead of going to donate this stuff. You know, you can, you can often tell. And then what's the harm? I mean, I don't, I, when I source off a Poshmark, I always send a low ball offer. Yeah. Because who cares? Like I, it's all business. I'm not trying to offend anybody. If they don't want to take my offer. They don't have to. Yeah. I think it's such a taboo topic and I'm just seeing a lot of people talk about it. And I'm like, you guys, like that's business. Like if you've never owned other businesses, you always go in with the lowest offer and say, well, I'm willing to pay this much for it, no matter what it is, what service it is. And you kind of bargain your way in or out, you know? So I think it's just such a, it's been really hot lately. And I think that with the algorithm changes and everything, I think a lot of people are like, why am I getting so many low balls? You know, obviously if it's another reseller, I think, you know, no, that it's just not going to work. Right. Yeah. That's just trying to sell their closet, you know, and just trying to sell a few pieces, like, you know, take a shot. Cause you never know what you're going to be able to get out of it. So. Plus with the resale, I mean, obviously there's certain things like designer, like we know that, that those, those have a certain price point, but a lot of stuff, we're basically just making up prices, you know, like who, who knows what the resale value is of certain items that aren't designer, but maybe still coveted. Like we're just making this shit up. Like, yeah, you get the suggested price from Poshmark when you're listing, but I mean, yeah, it's, that's what I remember when we first started doing this, Lindsay and I, my sister-in-law has been doing it for a while too. And she, Lindsay was like, oh, well, this new feature like tells you, you know, the suggested price range. And my sister-in-law, Wendy, was like, nope, like totally ignore that. She was mm-hmm. like, you can just make it up. Go aim high. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I was like, that's yeah, really true. I always list high and then lower the price. Or I list right, high right. so that I can, you know, like I had a pair of Gucci shoes that were listed for like eight fifty, which I knew was never going to happen. But I knew that somebody was going to come in and offer like 500 for them. And I would be happy with that. And I accept it flat out. Like I wouldn't question it. So yeah, exactly what happened. Sometimes it's yeah. like, I feel like there's a psychology to reselling the, you know, list highs so that you have those opportunities to kind of give those discounts. Cause how many times have, you know, have we shopped and we're like, Oh, free shipping. Like I'll buy everything, yeah, you know, absolutely. And if you can give somebody, you know, 40% off to still get what you want to get, like, why not? You know? So yeah. And that's what the the buyers, when they're coming into these, um, these reselling apps, like that's what they want. They want to feel like they get a good deal. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, I'm sure there's an aspect of people also like trying to like stop fast fashion, but I think probably more than that is people want a good deal. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they want a great deal and a great item for it. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that is all I have on my list. Lacey, did you have any? Additional. I have very little questions today. <laughs> I felt like you were very informative. 
I didn't need to ask more questions. I'm like the, like I said, I like to do opposite of what everybody does. So, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, I mean, it's clearly yeah. working for you. So keep yeah, asking. Yeah. But everybody has, you know, we all have different, like we all have different inventory in our closet. So of course, all of us are going to have different strategies and things that work for us. So absolutely. I well, 100% agree. I, I am going to try, I'm going to try your, your sharing through the party. Why not? Like, yeah, like you said, same. it just, it's just clicking a button. Yeah. Yeah. And try to do it as many, like do a day where you can do like maybe three of the four, I think there's four parties a day, mm-hmm. do three of the four parties and just see what it does for your closet. Because yeah. you're going to be shocked at, you know, cause for me, my dead zone is like 1230, one o'clock to like four, um, my time zone. Like nothing is happening in the closet. So I've canceled my own personal shares during that time, but I'm getting tons of shares just from sharing the party items from the morning and at noon. So it's like, it's something new is happening still. So there you have nothing to lose if you just try it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I think you'll be surprised at at the outcome of it. Like it'll make a big difference. All right. Well, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll, I'll hit you up and let you know if I see a big difference. All right. Well, Sonia, thank you so much. Oh, let me take, hold on. Hey listener. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you so much to Sonia for being on the pod. We loved having you. That was such a fun combo. Thank you for being you, Sonia. What what else you got? Uh, Nothing. I love you all. Okay. (laughs) Good night. Good luck. Hey, (laughs) We've had one review on the pod. Give us our number two review. You can go to Apple or Spotify. We're on some other platforms. I don't know which ones. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Nobody uses those other ones. Um, (laughs) Leave us a review. And then find us on Instagram at Thrifter Sisters Pod. Come uh, connect with us over there. Listen, that review was back in February. You're really pooping the bed over there, man. Like you just found it yesterday. Yeah. Today's no, March no, no. 22nd. I, fa- I found it last week, but I wanted to save it until we recorded yesterday. Oh, got it. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for being here. We love you guys. Two, Two sisters. sisters. Oh, no, that's my line. Two sisters. <laughs> One podcast. Da, 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 da. Oh, three sisters. <laughs> All right. Let's try it again. Two, Two sisters. One podcast. Thrifters, sisters. You knew what we were doing and you still didn't hit. Okay, that's enough. (laughs) Thrifter Sisters is written and recorded by me, Lindsay. And me, Lacey. Produced and edited by Hot Moms of Seaville's production. Just one Seaville, not (laughs) Seaville's. Music is written and performed by Mariana Bell. See you next time. Bye.